How good is that steak? I'm trying to get it. What? I'm working on the corn, man. The corn is amazing. You ate the corn for the steak? Yeah. That's so stupid. It's so good. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Amon Prakash. Tonight we're eating hanger steak and drinking jizz fins. Jizz what? fucking <laughs> fins. Jizz fizz? Gin fizzes. Gin fizz. That's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one for me. Gin fizz. Gin fizz. Have you ever had a gin fizz? Um, I think so, but I can't remember. You know what I like to call them? Fin jizzes. Mm, really? Reason? <laughs> rationale behind that pronunciation? Yeah, learning disabilities. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a really hard time pronouncing that. The steak is really good, by the way. You ever had a hanger steak? I have. My favorite steak. Really? No, but <laughs> it's like my favorite okay. cheap steak. Okay. Like my favorite steak is a ribeye or a porterhouse. Mm-hmm. Porterhouse is a steak that gives you two. But for like a cheap steak, hanger steak is pretty epic. Actually, yeah. we've gone to restaurants before where the hanger steak is the best steak on the table. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's that's surprising. But Don't tell you. I mean, taste that. I mean, no, it's really good. It's really good. But, but it's not It's not the most expensive always, you know? No, it's cheap. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's like a good cheap steak. I've cooked medium rare. How do you like your steak? Yeah, absolutely. Bloody. 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 Do you know that people eat their steak well done? Donald Trump. No. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's because he is old. Like, a lot of old people do that. Remember that scene in Goodfellas? Remember the scene in Goodfellas when they're in the jail? Remember the scene in Goodfellas? Right in the jail. Come on. And he asks him, they're cooking steaks in the jail. He's like, "How do you like your steak?" (laughs) He says, "Well done." He's like, "Oh, an aristocrat." (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think of Donald Trump eating his well. Oh my god, you're right. (laughs) Well done. My grandmother used to eat her steak well done. We would go to like Sizzler, and I'm not joking. I'm not saying it'd be funny. Or there's Ponderosa. You ever you ever go to a Ponderosa? I've yeah. been to Sizzler. I've been to Ponderosa. Like when we were kids, growing I remember up, it. Though. I remember the commercials. Yeah, that was the steakhouse when we were growing up. Ponderosa. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely, <laughs> dude. That the shit. ground round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's like that meat comes in bags. Yeah, yeah. And well done means basically hockey puck. Yeah, I mean, it's and, like, and well done is also it comes gray, so it right. doesn't really right. matter. Right. Like there is right. no other option. Right. There's no blood to be had. Yeah. All right, what are we talking about? Okay, so uh, this week I wanted to talk about something that. A little close to home about my former or my my alma mater, my college, Oberlin. Oberlin College. Yeah, been in the news. How'd you pick that place? Um, it was the best school that I got into. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. What was the one you thought you were going to go to and you didn't get in? Be honest. Um, I was hoping to get into Penn, but I didn't get into Penn. Oh shit! Yeah. And dude, how about now? So yeah. Go ahead. Tell them how much they tell them how much they messed up. <laughs> You're on no politics at the dinner table. <laughs> I know, I know. Big mistake. Eat your heart out, University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Yeah, so yeah, so I went to Oberlin, uh, ninety four, ninety eight, and so I don't know if you've seen any of this, but there's been a bunch of articles over the past year about political correctness on college campuses. Yeah, to- I've and, totally seen it. And Oberlin has been sort of at the forefront. Of I this. actually saw that. Okay, two terms. One, and I just want to know: do, do these terms mean anything to you? Oh, man. Trigger warnings and microaggressions. Microaggressions? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I could give a really bad answer, but I don't know what it means. Okay. Trigger warnings are like, they're warning signs, right? Like that could make something blow. 
Yeah, but they have a they have a pretty specific meaning in these college campuses these days. Okay, I don't are, know. Are, okay, so yeah. trigger warnings um, are essentially triggers in speech, in pieces of art, literature, film, music, whatever it may be, that could possibly cause psychological harm or discomfort to the consumer of this piece of media. I had no idea. Okay, that's, so that's that's, crazy. that's one thing. And so and and so the trigger warning is something that sort of signifies that okay, this is something that has um, that might have a triggering effect. So there might be a lot of violence in this. So if you feel uncomfortable about Got violence, it. you know, don't read this book or whatever. Got it. Um, microaggressions are sort of everyday, subtle, and sometimes even unintentional slights of language and decorum. Um, that sort of in which subordinate or minority groups are sort of reminded of their inferior status in, in society, mm-hmm. right? So it's a sort of a small sort of hint. Like, so a microaggression example would be um, a black student comes to Harvard, on Harvard campus and say the white roommate says, oh, are you from the South Bronx? Or... or, right. or um are you a good basketball player yeah. or are you, did you, did, did you get in from affirmative action? You know, it's, it's not sort of, it's like racism light, <laughs> you know, there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. sort of stereotypes going on. Kind of like when I assumed you knew somebody at Kingfisher. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. You microaggress me regularly. Sorry, um, yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm bulletproof. <laughs> um, um, so, okay. So these are the two things that this is kind of the language on campus these days, right? So I'm just going to give you some examples at Oberlin because they have the sort of most extreme examples. So one was um, in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. They were the cafeteria. When I went to Oberlin, the cafeteria was like you can have a burger or you can have a garden burger, and that was it, right? Yeah, it was like that was that was the cafeteria food. Now they have sushi, right? So they have sushi and they what? have banh mi, right? Banh mi sandwiches, what? right? Okay, at college? Yes, exactly, exactly. That's what I, I thought. I was like, I used wow. to look forward to chicken finger now. I know, I know, <laughs> That's I know. ridiculous. I know. I, I liked when they had you know a variety of condiments. Um, so <laughs> this is basically <laughs> the students are saying that the food is culturally insensitive Ew. and is a microaggression because it's not authentic banh mi and not authentic sushi, uh, and therefore so it's it, insulting it, it, the it's real insulting Japanese to their culture, to to Vietnamese culture, and so on. Um, some other examples of this: you ever heard of the band uh, Viet Cong? You know that band? Yeah. Yeah, right? So they're like, I don't know, like post-punk, yeah. shoegazy kind of punk. band. They're like, they're cool. Yeah. I mean, they totally. know, a, lot, a lot of long songs, lots Absolutely. of chords, that kind of stuff, right? So they were supposed to play at Oberlin. Um, and they are supposed to play actually uh, last, last uh, May. Um, and because of their name, the Asian Student Association oh, came man. up and asked the student booker that... Because this is harmful to uh, Asian students on campus to invite a band with the name Viet Cong on campus, yeah, um, that could they please not come? And and guess what? They obliged and they, wow. they canceled the concert. Right? They got uh, soft over the years. Well, so yeah. I mean, here's the. I mean, I mean, there's a whole history we can go into. The name Viet Cong was. You yeah. Know, no, I get, it. But, I get but, it. but but. 
it's basically, you know, and these guys, Oberlin is like way left of Bernie Sanders, you know, totally. like, like, like super hardcore left. Yeah. Um, like you're not allowed to trim your pubes at that college. You are not, you're barely allowed to wear shoes. Okay. Oh. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, open. I can't believe you went there. Open showers. You're such a frat boy. You know, like I, I'm not a frat boy. No, but you kind of are. Yeah, not really. But you're not an Oberlin dirty, weird, no, sensitive hippie. No, 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 I'm not that. I'm not Like that, they're not but. proud you went there. You're like, we don't, they, <laughs> like if you showed up, they would they say They disavow you, me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They right. would give you like a micro, like, right. hey dude, are you lost? Right. Right. I mean, I did play across there my freshman year so that that i was weird wow right? yeah yeah i feel like the lacrosse team would feel bad hitting people <laughs> tell me your uniforms are tied up yes it's it's <laughs> hitting people would be a microaggression like Tony. at the end yeah. of the game you guys didn't high five you <laughs> hugged right, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay so um Oberlin is the tip of the iceberg. Apparently, this has been going on in, on a lot of campuses, and Oberlin's the most extreme version of this. Right. But it basically is a manifestation, I think, of one thing, which is there has been an increased diversity on colleges, campus, campuses yeah. since the 1960s. Right. So um, there's been this change, and essentially, you know, at first it came became the, the curriculum, which was challenged, that it used to be basically all sort of dead white men was the core curriculum you study that and then you yeah, yeah. then you have knowledge right yeah and so now from the 60s onwards you have these movements to basically diversify the community you have for african-american studies you have you know all sorts of you know different type women's history all, all sorts of stuff happens right um and and i think those are all great things those are all really good things um however the the, the question comes that is this too far? Is this, you know, is this, you know, problem, you know, it, because on the one hand, this is the language of the students that they feel damaged. And the, the key word actually they use often is safety. They feel unsafe. Um, on, if I said that as a kid, you get campuses. punched. Um, oh yeah. So I, I don't know. I want, what do you think about this? What this, do you this, think I think about this? That's what I want to know. I think you think this is probably just, um, really, over the top coddling. Yeah. Um, it's and- ridiculous. You have sushi at your college. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I don't get it. I mean, how sensitive are people getting? The, you know, the problem is the problem is social media. That, you never, if you, if you had a problem with like the food that was being served at the cafeteria because it offended your culture, mm-hmm. like you couldn't tell anybody that in real life, they would punch you. You yeah. couldn't like go up to somebody at the cafeteria and be like, dude, how about the sushi? They're racist against us. People well, would be like, what? Well, apparently the student filed a complaint with the college dining service. Yeah, of course, because yeah. now she has a voice. She can get a little other she get a little posse or he can get a little posse on Facebook that they can find one little sensitive person at every college that hates a sushi. <laughs> and now they have a thousand people and now they have a, a fucking voice. And it's so annoying. What do you think about trigger warnings? So an example of a trigger warning is that so they Oberlin in, in a classics class. Um, Antigone was uh, assigned, and Antigone, old Greek play, um, yeah, has yeah. some you know death and violence yeah. in it and whatever. And a student demanded that there should be a trigger warning. So it, it's kind of like you know like no Tipper Gore model, right? Nah. Remember, remember parental advisory lyrics, yes. right? It's kind of like that. It's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. It's like the PMRC from the nineteen eighties and nineties. Yeah, totally. Um, it's it's the notion that syllabi, course syllabi where you don't know what the student's psychological backgrounds are. Somebody could have been raped, somebody could have been attacked, um, and therefore these 
um, instances, you know, like Macbeth, a very bloody play, something like that, could cause them deep psychological harm, um, and therefore they should know. You what read they're that in high into. school. <laughs> well, like I watched the movie It when I was six. How are you not prepared for a Shakespeare play? First of all, who in high school is really reading the Shakespeare play? Like, you're already you're already kind of a loser. So now you're you're actually offended by the book that no one else in class is well, reading. Okay, but this is this is college. That's right? ridiculous. These, these are people who are voluntarily no, going best- to a pretty expensive college, right? So they're going there, and the question is. Is that should professors? And by the way, the Oberlin administration sent out a directive yeah. two years ago that that it wasn't a demand, but it was a suggestion that all professors consider putting trigger warnings on their syllabi. Ew. And the faculty balked and pushed back and said, "No way, we're not doing that." Oh, that's cool. Um, um, so go but, faculty. But but listen, there's a big divide between the faculty, which is basically an older generation of hips, hippies and so on. Yeah, people man. who were part of the free speech movement. Who yeah, who you know who were probably pro Viet Cong during the 1960s, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and the, the students that they now teach, uh, and the students see them as very oppressive, uh, yeah. as representations of this sort of oppressive institutional power that does not oh my God. sort of care about them, does not care about their um, their psychology, their and their safety. Again, it's this sort of language of safety. That's that tough very, for those old big. hippies. Can you imagine them being like, dude, can you believe we're offending people? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, we're at Oberlin. Well, okay. One last thing I want to mention. So there's a, a sort of a twist on this is that names at colleges. So there's a movement at Princeton yeah. um, to get rid Woodrow, of Woodrow Wilson. Because he's a racist. Right. So Woodrow yeah. Wilson, um, Wilson College, and, yeah. and the Woodrow Wilson School of International Affairs. And then also at Yale for uh, John C. Calhoun the unrepentant pro-slavery uh, yeah. um, VP of uh, Andrew Jackson. Um, and so there are these, you know, these colleges named after them and so on. And uh, there have been student movements to sort of get rid of those names. Yeah. What do you think about that? Nah, can't Why? get rid of the names. Why? I'm okay with getting rid of statues of like Confederate soldiers and, and things people need to look at. But you get to a point where when is erasing your history stop? You know, it's part of the history, and I, th- I and I, I'm not the person that's like, no, nah, fuck that without changing the name Woodrow Wilson. I don't care about him, but it's part of your history, and to cover that up and get rid of names is like you covering up the shitty people that you name things after. And I'm more of don't change it, so you need to always admit that someone that was the president of your university was a fucking racist, and that's part of our history and part of the conversation. So by getting rid of a- any trace of racism or um, oppression to me is actually worse than being than owning up to it. So you're saying that by erasing it, you're kind of sanitizing You're sanitizing right. your okay. history. And so, what are you going to name it? You so know, the, stu- gonna- the, the students sort of have a counter to that, which is that they get that argument, but the way the universities use these figures is to say that, hey, a VP of the United States, you know, went yeah. here and endowed this. They don't talk about the actual biography of what this guy was about. Um, or Woodrow Wilson, that, oh, yes, Woodrow Wilson came. Look it up Princeton yourself. University. Who cares? Look it up yourself. Well, I and think. And enjoy the bad sushi. Who cares? Well, well okay. Look okay. it up yourself. Do your own research. I don't need to. If, I'm, if you're coming to my college, which is an amazing university, do your research. If you if you're going to be living in the Woodrow Wilson building, figure if you if you could be possibly offended by the name of the dorm you're going to live in, mm-hmm. then look it up and make sure you won't be offended. Do you it's think, ridiculous. Do you think the Confederate flag should be brought down? 
Yeah. Why? Because they lost. So? I bet you I don't know anybody in my life that knows or cares about the name of that door. From any color, from that, any creed. That's, a, that's irrelevant. because it's not irrelevant. Because they're not students at Princeton University or Yale. I know right? people that so, went there. That, I don't I'm, think I'm I have an issue with Well, it. I mean, that's anecdotal. What we have right now are actual students who are presenting an argument, right? I mean, think of it this way. There's a lot of high schools down in the South yeah. called Nathaniel Bedford Forest High School. Do you know who that is? No. He's the founder of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> yeah, that's All bad. Right? All right? But it's not a symbol. They don't fly the flag, but that's just the name, right? And they, you don't want to erase the history, right? You don't want to erase the history of that. Um, it, that's he, not fair. He was a Confederate general, right? He's part of the record, right? I mean, you can't erase it. <laughs> it's not fair, Amit. <laughs> Let's have a drink. No one cares about Calhoun, so I take it back. Because <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck Calhoun is. So we could get rid of his dorm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, why I do I care about history. Calhoun? <laughs> He's not part of our history. <laughs> so I take it back. I was like in the moment, but like, if I haven't heard of him, you could get rid of their dorm. He's vice president to Andrew Jackson, okay? No one cares Kind, kind of that. a big deal. Not really. Nobody knows who Calhoun is except for nerds and historians like yourself. <laughs> I, none of my friends know who Calhoun is. If I said, All yo, right. do you know President Calhoun? They would be like, no. no. There was no President Calhoun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. <laughs> we could just go on this for, for an hour. By the way, um, that got heated, and I kicked your ass, I think. Um, no, you totally did not. I bet you most people um, listening right now yeah. are like, oh, it's wrong. Yeah. Except now that I apologize for Calhoun. Right. Like, before I was, right. it, was, it was equal, and when I came back from the break, and I'm now denouncing I, Calhoun, I, just got, I think I just won. You know what, how, what the clincher was for me? What? Nathaniel Bedford Forrest. I got you. Yeah, you did. I got you. I have no idea. Yeah. Great name, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's got a ring to it, yeah. Okay. I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can't be the Ku Klux dude and, hey, and be... Can you imagine going to those high schools? There's a lot of them in the South. There's like a lot of them. It's really <laughs> fucked up. Like, you know, <laughs> dozen, oh dozens. We're talking dozens. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, anyway, next topic. All right. Um, I'm sure you heard about this. The gorilla. Oh, the boy. <laughs> yeah, I watched that shit. <laughs> okay. I Did you watch it? I watched it too. Just, I watched yeah, it but tonight. I can't find a video where you see it go down. No, they didn't. They didn't keep that. They didn't. That's what I wanted to see. You wanted to see the, yeah! the killing of the gorilla. I wanted to see the no. killing. Oh, my God. Is that sick? Yeah, it is, is pretty it? sick. Well, yeah. I want to know. I want to see how he went down. Was the gorilla's name? Uh, the gorilla's name was what the heck was his name? It started with an H. Um, Harry Harambi. 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 I wanted to see Harambi go down. Yeah, yeah. So, for those who don't know, um, on Saturday at the Cincinnati Zoo. A three-year-old uh, crawled through a fence mm. and fell into the moat of the gorilla pen um, at the zoo. And a 17-year-old, 450-pound silverback male gorilla um, was, you can see the video online. He's sort of, at first he's just sort of holding him. Yeah. And then there's a lot of screaming and stuff like that. He drags and, him, and, yeah. and he drags him around, right? And he drags him like he's nothing. Apparently, uh, male gorillas 
have 10 times the strength of, of ordinary men. Right. So, um, yeah. So if you can imagine, I mean, just, just, just think about how, what that kind of strength we're talking about here. So, um, the decision was made after this, this gorilla dragged him around a bit to, and this is for 10 minutes, by the way, um, to shoot him and to not shoot him with a tranquilizer. And the rationale was that the tranquilizer, um, is not immediately effective. It would sedate him eventually, but it would take some time. Um, and because he was in an agitated state, um, the initial shock of the tranquilizer gun would have make him go pretty nuts and who knows what he would do. Um, and so they took him out with a rifle and killed him. Right. And so he's a, he's a rare gorilla, you know, uh, endangered species and so on. Stop uh, setting me up right now. Yeah, no, 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 no. So you're like, you can't add extra listen, stuff. No, no. I'm to, just, because just you saying, know the I'm way I'm going to go. Okay. Okay. You're like, he was a rare gorilla. He was. He, he had was. Per- a perfect mane. Uh, he never had a cavity. You'll never animal. see it. You're yeah. never going to see a gorilla like this yeah. again. <laughs> right. What do you think about the shooting of the gorilla? <laughs> right. I know what you're doing. Right. right. You can't do that. Okay. So I'll just, I mean, I'll just say that, um, you're saying anything about the kid being in danger, like, you know, with one little grip, oh, no, no, no. the kid's no, head off. No, no, no. This kid's arm, I'm surprised he didn't have a dislocated arm just for me. He, he, dragged, dragged, he dragged, dragged around. Yeah, like he, dragged around. Yeah, the kid had a concussion, some scratches, but otherwise was fine. Um, but so the gorilla was killed, and there was a firestorm Outrage. that emerged. There was a Facebook um, Yeah, there was a protest. whole sort of media storm. Um, but essentially, people were saying that why should this rarest of rare gorillas pay the price for bad parenting. <laughs> All right. Um, right. So what is your opinion on this? Oh my God. I have so many opinions right now. <laughs> okay. First it is not bad parenting. Mm. If anyone knows that I don't have kids, but believe me, I'm one of six. Right. And I have obviously, as you know, mm-hmm. sisters that all have kids mm-hmm. And my nieces and nephews are fast as hell. Right. They get away. Right. And you blink an eye. Yeah. Th- that that argument to me is insane. Mm-hmm. That is that could only be people who one don't take their kids out of the house, right. or two don't have kids because you could never look at that video and go, "That's bad parenting." I mean, a, I saw a kid when I got to the subway today with the cops. I swear to God, no exaggeration. Probably four or five weeping. And the cop, I was walking by nosy looking, the kid was lost. And the cop said to, to the other cop, he's like, man, they're just fast. Like, kids get right. away. You know, one blink of an eye. You look at this kid, boom, this kid's gone. Right. So that to me, I don't, we can't even discuss that. that mm-hmm. Like, you're a loser if that's your opinion. You, mm-hmm. That's not real. Um, on the other hand, being someone's son, my dad would have jumped in and fought the gorilla. <laughs> That's no probably doubt. true. No, you know this. <laughs> yes. My yes. dad, if one of my, me or, maybe if I fell in, he might let me go. But if one of my sisters <laughs> fell in there, my dad would have got down and fought the gorilla. Your dad would have seen what you could do with the gorilla. Fought the gorilla. You know, yeah, he, yeah. he, he would have expected you to put up a fight and then he would have jumped in. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a little weird to me because if it was my kid, I'm fairly certain if one of your kids fell in there, McCall's throwing you in or you're going <laughs> yes, in on your own, yes, right? Much, like one way much. or another, yes, you're in yes, there. Yes, with the I will be sacrificing myself in some uh, way. But, yeah. but, but I'm actually still not going to judge the parents. Right. Not everybody does that. Not everyone's like us. Right. Um, if it was anyone's kid in there, any critic uh, who has an issue with this that has a kid, I would have shot the thing myself because the risk isn't big enough. Mm-hmm. With one little... One quick movement, that kid's head is gone. That kid is dead. Mm-hmm. 
And there does come a point in life where you got to make a decision like that. And is the human baby worth more than a gorilla? Mm -hmm. Yes. I have no problem saying that. There's no, there's no child in the world that I would say, kill the kid, not the gorilla. I'd, I would kill the gorilla. My, I would have shot the gorilla myself. Right. Very easily. So Felt terrible. The animal rights people were saying that they understand the impulse. It's not but, an impulse. But on the other hand, that they didn't go through the various protocols that one could go through in convincing the gorilla to give up something, which, which, by the way, zookeepers and stuff do all the bananas? time. Bananas? Right. Like, <laughs> well, whatever it may be. I'm not, hey, banana! I, I'm not, you throw? I'm not, you like I'm, whistle and throw a banana? I'm, like, I'm not, I'm no, sure. you don't have time. That's and I get it. Like, right. I'm, I'm saying maybe there's protocol. Maybe there's things yeah. you could do, um, but. Not being a hypocrite, if it was my kid, I would say, I don't want to hear about that. Let's shoot the gorilla. You just can't take it. I'm fairly certain you would agree. I'm, yeah. I, you would agree. That's okay to say. Absolutely. You're not going to get trouble for yeah, saying yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. There's no one in the world that has no. a kid that would say, I would want them to go through the steps right. of negotiating no. with the wild animal no, 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 that no. has my kid. No, uh, yeah, no kill yeah. the gorilla. I would want, yeah. That would. And it's sad. It's not saying I'm happily. It's right. really fucking sad. It right. sucks. A kid fell in a thing. It's sad. Kill the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> the argument made by, again, by people who were saying, and it's not like they have no point, but I think they have a weak point. Oh, um, man. You Come know, on. Is that there are all these other things you could do. You should you have know, started this segment. They waited 10 minutes and then they no. blew them away. You should right. have started this segment with, hey, let's talk shit about the people that don't <laughs> think we should have killed the gorilla. I don't know. Can we just say R.I.P. What's his name? R.I.P. Harambe. R.I.P. Harambe. Yeah. I'm sad about it. Okay. Nobody wants to see that, but yeah, he was right. in the wrong, wrong place, wrong time. R.I.P. Let's eat some steak. <laughs> What's our, it's our last topic. Our last topic. Damn. We're yes. getting good at this. Oh man, our last topic. God. So, um, it's kind of like a general thing. It's an unfortunate general thing, but latest symptom of it today at UCLA, there was a shooting. Oh my God. Um, I know. Murder, suicide. What happened? The, I didn't re- I, I, The, the, I the details are still sketchy. It was just today. Sounded to me but like But it just a, reminded me of a trend in this country. This to me sounded like a, a lover. It could be, you know, it could be something like that. But, Angry. But, but, Nonetheless, you know, I think that's kind of the point I want to make, which yeah. is that whereas in other countries, when you have lovers' quarrels or you have disputes, people don't necessarily get blown away. <laughs> um, and certainly Oof. not necessarily within, you know, the engineering buildings um, of college campuses. It was near the engineering uh, building? It was in the engineering building. It was in it? Yeah, UCLA. Who got yeah. killed? Two people. Guy um, girl, guy girl. I think it's guy guy, but they haven't. Ooh. They really have not really released any any more information than that. Um, but that was just kind of a tip off to make me sort of I think about that sort of ambient violence that's in the United States, which is the gun violence. Yeah. Um, remember Columbine, nineteen ninety nine, when man. that was like a and there's like a movie Bowling yeah. for Columbine, great and, movie. And it was like this unbelievable like how does it you know. You know, there's all this speculation. How, how could this happen? It's Marilyn Manson's music. You know, I mean, it's like all these. This, there's a speculation of of this stuff, right? Yeah. And now, um, the latest, probably most iconic 
school shooting is a Sandy Hook one with the kindergartners. Ooh, um, brutal. In December 2012, just absolutely horrific. All right. Um, since terrible. since then, there's been one school shooting a week. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, Did you know that? And one a week? Yeah, one a week since Sandy Hook. Really? Um, I just want to go through Come some... Come on. You know, no, I just want to go through some stats here, which are shocking, and, and I think they're purposely sort of... One a week? Occluded, right? Well, I why mean, do I mean, we hear think, about some? Because UCLA, it's LA. Well, I think now That's it's come weird. to the point where it's become sort of normal. I mean, I teach at a school. We now do lockdown drills for, quote, active shooter drills. Whoa. Right? So I remember back in the day, you do your, you know, fire drill or whatever. We did a fire um, drill and one time an earthquake drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, when I lived in California, we still did nuclear yeah. <laughs> nuclear weapons drills. No. We used to You're get old, son. I know, I know. So it was the 80s, you know? Oh, my God. You know, and it, and even you're back like, then. You're like, we did the Spanish flu when, uh, drill <laughs> at the school. <laughs> right, right. The black death um <laughs> no no literally we we got under our desks and hugged our knees and even then in fifth grade i knew like this is not going to protect us from a nuclear bomb you did <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I, was like, that smart? Yeah, I was just like this is absurd <laughs> i would have been like thank god i'm under this desk right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's the total yes. difference right. between is us. this desk gonna save me or i would have been like damn i wish yeah. i would have grabbed my lunch right, right. under this <laughs> desk <laughs> okay so let me just go through a couple of statistics here not a whole lot but one, I think, pretty significant one is that since 1776, America has lost 1.4 million troops in battle, all right, since the Revolutionary Whoa. War, all right? Since 1968, America has lost 1.5 million people to gun deaths in country. Right. Pretty alarming. Isn't that, I mean, 1776, all our wars combined <laughs> versus gun deaths since 1968. Yeah, all right, that is, just, that is just really stark. I, I found that to be just, just, just very shocking. And what that breaks down to is, on average, 31 Americans every day are murdered by guns. Wow. So that's more than one an hour. A day? A day. Um, that's insane. That's just the murders. That's just deaths. That's just the murders. In addition to that, 55 people commit suicide with guns every day. Yeah. So that's more than two an hour. Um, in terms of children, on average, um, we have seven children killed a day by guns. All right. Um, five are murdered and two kill themselves. So, you know, basically every three hours or so, a kid dies from guns mm -hmm. in this country. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and that amasses to about 120,000 people a year um, yeah. dead from guns, right? Um, and then we have the Second Amendment, um, yep. which is basically undergirding the distribution of guns. We have basically one gun per American citizen. It makes us pretty unavailable. So you would, I mean, I think... That's argument. That's the argument, right? Is that I think it's a pretty good argument. It's really? the only good argument. Okay, let's let's work that argument out. Oh shit! Um, so I feel like that's, yeah, that's like when your parents yeah. ask it to you, you're like, yeah, no. So so <laughs> just not said if, if you if you remember this past winter, there was in Oregon, there was that sort of invasion of um, uh, what was that? Guy? The Bundys. The Bundys. Thank you. Yeah, the Clive and Bundy family um, <clears throat> taking over Bureau of Land Management land and you know armed occupation, right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they had guns. 
And the U.S. government has stealth bombers. No, 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 and no. Has you know has you unbelievable know, massive firepower. I, I wasn't right? playing against our government. Yeah. I'm saying like if a foreign government if, came in here and if, put troops in little cities, we could kind of, we probably could fight back. If a foreign government decided to invade the United States of America, which by the way they haven't done since the British in 1812, yeah. um, if if that happened. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't come with a couple of guys with guns. Right? They, would, they would come with a lot. <laughs> they wouldn't be coming. That's why we did our guns, son. Come, yeah. I You're mean, making the argument right now, no, Hobbit. No, no, no. So, so there's this sort of false argument about, oh, one of the things that Hitler did was he took away the, the guns. And if only Jewish that. people had guns, they could have defeated the Nazis. Meanwhile, the Red Army lost 20 million men fighting right. the Wehrmacht, right? I mean, and those guys were pretty bad, right? I mean, I mean these yeah. guys are, you know, massive, massive You're saying army, it's a false sense right? of security. It, it's completely false. But it and feels actually, good. It actually produces insecurity. It actually produces mass death. Is that proven? I just gave you a lot of statistics I know. Here, right? <laughs> it actually gives you more death than all our wars combined, <laughs> right? If that's not a tip-off into, you know, what's the most sort of dangerous thing in America, it's not, you know... It, I get it. Since Obama's been in power, um, you know, obviously 9-11, that was a big mass death, you know, 3,000 people. But since Obama's been in power, 24 Americans have been killed by guns, right? 24? Oh, sorry, sorry, not by guns, by oh, terrorism. Like, by terrorism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Versus about half a million killed by guns. Amit, I get it, but what are you going to do? That's a that's a tough one. What do you think should be done? You got to do it in baby steps, man. You, this is not something you address head on. You got to like chip away at it. Because I get the I get the argument for the Second Amendment. You know, even though you're saying it's a false sense of uh, security, mm-hmm. it feels good though. Like I know people that have guns and they actually feel safer. Even though statistically they're not, it does feel nice. What if they get depressed one night? They kill themselves. Right. Yeah. Who cares? But that, I'm, I mean, I th- I f- I, okay. If you want to get to that, I feel like people that want to die will find a way. So I don't care about that statistic. Or they won't. I mean, they'll, easily, they they'll easily find a way if there's a gun. If you really want to die, you find a way. Come on. To me, it's the, all the other people dying that don't want to die. Okay, here's the difference. Yeah. You really want to die, or you think you really want to die. We're like, I'm going to go jump off a walk, bridge. walk across a Verrazano. Yeah. Yeah. And man, that's a long walk. And you start thinking, maybe I don't want to walk. Maybe I, you know, this wind feels pretty nice. Oh, and I like life. And I turn around and I go back versus a gun in my dark room, which is right there. And I'm feeling really sad today. I know. And then and you blow yourself away, right? It's just, it's just too automatic and instantaneous. Yes, I agree. But what's your, so what's your solution? You just take the guns away? It's not going to happen. And also, by There's, the way, by taking guns away, it means you're for, and I'm not saying I'm mm, against this. Yeah. You're for changing the Constitution. Absolutely, I am. Yeah. So you're yeah. okay with, as things progress, reworking the Constitution. Well, the Second Amendment is an amendment, not a commandment, right? You know? Understood. So, it's, it's, so you're it's, cool changing yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So what would right. you do? Um, By the way, your your advisoring political career is at stake right now. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Think well, about this. I I would rather than you know dance around the NRA, take them on head on because they take everybody else head on head on. Um, they hit very hard. They hit very, very directly, and I think you have to do that to them. 
um, to, to, to basically neutralize them. And, you know, I don't know, maybe because I'm a, a history buff, I would sort of go back to their history and, and sort of talk up what they used to be, which was a sort of sportsman organization, which was about gun safety. Right. That's what their origins were. Yeah. Now they have become essentially an organization that is for the gun industry that wants that has a financial incentive to distribute ever more guns and ammunition in our country. Um, so I think that sort of attack on full out attack has to happen and should be broad based. It's probably going to be party based. If it's going to be party based, I would it would likely be more democratic than Republican. Of course. But even there, I mean, I'm sort of, you know, they're kind of wishy-washy. But even but your I, but boy I, Bernie is not attacking these people. Yeah, no, no I'm I'm, I'm critical of him. So on, what on you're that. saying is you would give advice to a candidate running for president. Like we're going to be the first politician to hit them head on you actually think that would produce good results for your political career well i think um because i think you're nuts well i think there's a couple of things right so um i think at this point there's it's basically a not even a slow moving it's it's a fast moving crisis in this country Right when when you have when you have hundreds of people dying and I didn't by the way in my statistics I gave you nothing about the people getting injured and being becoming like vegetables. By the way, I didn't give you any of my right? statistics either. Okay, so. okay, fair that's enough. Just, that's to right, say right, we're right. equal. Right, right. You didn't tell me how many people you know who think what you think. Yeah. Um, um, so, <laughs> right? by the way, that's a trigger point right, right, right there. Right, right. Okay. Right. That was a microaggression. Just throw that okay? as a serious micro. <laughs> right, right. What, what's at their microaggression? Because right, right, that's right, what right. that was. Yeah. Some that was mo- like a some moderate aggression. That was a moderate medium. Aggression, yeah, yes, buddy. Yes. Watch it. <laughs> so, um, I think what you can do is is sort of capitalize on a feeling in this country, right? That that is there. By the way, this is the thing: is that what's been shown is that even like the most basic gun reform, right? Demanding background checks, getting rid of the gun show loophole. Even NRA members believe that. To the tune of like 90%. Nice. But the executive board does not believe that because they are bought and sold by the gun industry. Um, and so in order to sort of change, you just, you, you have, you have numbers on your side. So politically, it's actually a win, right? You actually have, you just have to have the courage to stand up to moneyed interests and you have popular support for it. So that's, that's the argument I would give. I'm kind of sold. <laughs> All right, there we go. Wow, I'm starting to feel like I'm your little, like, like I'm your little Frankenstein. I'm just here so you could like try to trick me into stuff. Okay, well, that's pretty good. Okay. By the way, yeah, I think that there might be some pretty important people listening right now. Yeah, I think so, and too. maybe you might get a call. <laughs> okay, I, I hope. so. Or maybe they call both of us and they're like, right. Amit, talk to Tony about <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Like, we want to see how he reacts. <laughs> All right. So next, what, anything we need to watch out for? Yeah. So um, this started yesterday and it's ongoing today, but it's the third battle of Fallujah in Iraq. Yes. Um, the people is, are fighting back. Yeah. So this is the Iraqi army um, that has now been asked to relent by the UN um, because there are up to 50,000 civilians, 20,000 of which are children yeah, in Fallujah. Brutal. Um, and the Islamic State is putting up a sort of ferocious resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, one approach would just be bombardment. Um, and 
but given that there's so many known civilians there, they're stepping back. So, but this is this is an interesting thing: is that you know the American the American Marine Corps has yeah. fought, fought in Fallujah in 2004 twice, and those were their bloodiest battles of the Iraq it's War. Big time. Um, and and for them, and I, I can only imagine if, if you're an American Marine, the fact that Fallujah has been lost to Islamic State must be just Brutal. just, just like horrible. Boys, I mean, yeah. really, really, yeah, really sucks. tough. Um, but how that unfolds over the next week, I think, is going to be very um, important. Um, because it, it could mean, you know, I mean, ISIS is on the back foot right now and it could be pretty significant. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I would look for is, I don't know if you heard about this one, the Trump university case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a class action lawsuit. I almost by went there, students. by the way. Did you really? No. <laughs> no, you didn't. You absolutely did not. <laughs> <laughs> that um, was the school I didn't get into right, right. that I, that I wanted to go to. I didn't even get in. That's how bad it was. It was a, it was actually a pyramid scheme and they rejected me. <laughs> Well, so that's basically, you know, it's basically what these people are charging. Um, and we're going to see how that comes out because just the way this case is scheduled right now yeah, yeah. is that if if it so happens that Donald Trump is becomes elected president, one of the first things he will have to do is go testify at this case, which no will happen cares. in November. That's lightweight for him. Okay. Nothing. Well, he's already we'll uh, he's already <laughs> insulted uh, people's race. Right. You think a fucking pyramid scheme is, is going to take this guy down? No one cares. It'll go away the next day. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table, produced by G. Beta Roy, and we will see you next week. See you next week. No one gives a fuck. I laugh. <laughs>